everybody. Welcome to the New Market Alliance Church podcast, where you're invited to not just attend church or watch church, or in this case, listen to church, but actually go and be the church. For everything you need to know about our community, be sure to go to newmarketalliance.ca and maybe even drop us a line to let us know you're listening. We read everything you send and we'll be sure to get back to you. Our worship service happens every Sunday at 10 a.m. in person or streaming online. We want you to know you absolutely matter to God and you absolutely matter to us. Everyone is welcome and wanted. Now, let's join today's teaching. Um, love a good story. And I just don't even answer that because it's a rhetorical question. Of course you do. Of course you do. Everyone does. Children love stories. Even in an age of computer games and, and social media, there's something so resonant about this phrase, once upon a time. And uh, in fact, scientifically speaking, our brains are wired for story, for narrative. Neuroscientists are confirming the impact of stories on our brain, how, how they foster connections between the listener and the storyteller, how they develop these neural pathways, how we better understand information through stories. It's, it's honestly something I think I need to get um, better at as a, as a preacher because um, I'm like most preachers. I'm trying to constantly push propositions, right? Push theological statements, which honestly is hard for our brains to make stick. Story sort of provides the, the um, pegboard, I guess, for propositions to, to stick. And so, so teachers in the room, like if you have an older class and you, you want to teach about the history of the Holocaust, for instance, um, watch Schindler's List, watch uh, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, and then teach the facts, the dates, the history. They'll never forget it. You, you notice someone else who, who primarily taught in stories? Jesus, parables, metaphors, illustrations. He, he was even willing to let these stories kind of speak for themselves and not be fully understood and let people kind of chew on them and wrestle with them for a bit. Sometimes our favorite movies are those ones that don't sort of lay out everything cleanly, but kind of you're left thinking about them weeks later after you leave the theater. And it's always fun, especially around this time of year, around the deck, around the campfire, to get together with people and start swapping stories. Let me tell you about a time when I overcame this problem. Let me, uh, let me tell you about a time that I set a goal and accomplished it. Let me tell you about a time that I was at this crossroads in my life and I made the right decision. Uh, let me tell you about this funny time when I did something really stupid. Um, every single one of you in this room has a story, a great story that you can tell. And, and I'll bet all of us have stories that we would rather not tell. Uh, maybe even whole chapters of our life where we'd rather not let anybody know. You might try to edit out some of your story or change them a little bit or maybe stretch the truth about some details or maybe leave entire sections of your story out because you're actually ashamed 
of parts of your story. You know, what's so interesting to me is to think back over my life and realize how many, like, seemingly insignificant decisions turned really significant over the course of my life. Like, do you ever think about that? It's kind of like the sliding doors theory or the, the Marvel multiverse theory. Like, you go back and think, you know, somebody invited me to be part of a co-ed softball team and so I decided to go play, and there on second base was, you know, McDreamy or McSteamy or, or whoever, and it was like my version of love at first sight, and now it's been 15 years of a pretty great marriage, all because I agreed to be part of this softball team, which you were like this close to saying no to, or, or, or maybe you're in college and you've got to get just one elective and, and there's this class on film appreciation, and you thought, well, that sounds like an easy credit. And, but wouldn't you know it, you kind of fell in love with the class, and you got passionate about film, and you changed your major, and now you're in this burgeoning film industry in Canada, and all because, you know, you enrolled in what you thought was an insignificant elective. People of faith have a word for that. We call it providence. It's, it's coincidences that aren't because God has a plan for your life. Um, if, I, if, if I tell my story this summer, you'll see that it's just filled with the providence of God. You know, as elders, we have started our meetings by one elder sharing their personal testimony, their story, one elder per meeting. And already, like, I can just see the fingerprints of God on people's story, the providence in their stories. And I bet if we passed the mic around and, and heard from you, you would just see how God's fingerprints are on your story. And sometimes we look back and we think, man, I had no idea how that small, insignificant decision would impact my life in this really negative way as well. You look back and think, I wish I'd never said that. I wish I'd never gone there. I wish I'd never become friends with that person because when I made that decision, I had no idea how my story would turn out for the worse. And it, if you think about it this way, the decisions that we made yesterday determine the stories that we'll tell today. Whoa, you just blew my mind, bro. It's true. In fact, the decisions that you make today will determine the stories that you tell tomorrow. So the, so the big question I have for you today is like, how do we live a story worth telling? We want a story that is worth telling. How do we live a life that produces the kind of story that we want to tell? And, and the answer, I believe, can be summed up in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on, I'm sorry, who? Jesus, who is what? Let's all say it aloud. The author and perfecter of our faith. Wouldn't it be amazing if, if you let Jesus become the author of your life, help you to live the story that God wants you to tell? Like, we, we kind of partner in his, in his authorship, don't we? Jesus is like our ghostwriter, our Holy Ghostwriter. 
And, and he will not manipulate or cajole or, or force us into a storyline that we don't consent to. He won't do it. Which means we're going to have to make some personal decisions about the kind of story that we want to tell. And, and for the purposes of today, I just want to separate them into four decisions. There's going to be things that we're going to have to decide to start. And then there are things we're going to have to decide to stop. And there are times where we're going to have to listen to God when he asks us to stay. But there are other times when it would be easier to stay. But in order to tell the story that God wants us to tell, we're going to have to decide to go. So, so what is the story that God wants you to tell five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, at the end of your life? And I'll bet if we're really honest, we'll, we'll sit back and say, well, yeah, there is this one area of my life that's not really going the way it should. The chapter that I'm writing right now is not, is not going to end well if, if I keep on this trajectory. I need to make some changes. And for some of you, it might be you need to have a different financial story. Um, and so if you were to start... One discipline today. Um, and I don't know what that is for you. It, it could be to start a budget. It could be to start getting a mentor in finances. Or you start cutting up your credit cards or whatever. But if you start getting a hold of your finances today, like maybe five years from now, this could be your story. You know, um, I can hardly even believe it. It was five years ago, and we were living paycheck to paycheck, and we were drowning in debt, and we started fill in the blank. And now after five years of, of disciplined and hard-fought um, years, we are completely out of debt. We have no more credit card debt, no more student loan debt. We paid off everything and except the house, and we're on track to pay that off in seven years. That could be your story. If you were to start something today that allows you to tell that story later, it could be for some of you, God wants you to have the right priorities because you, if you're honest, you don't really have them right now. And maybe five years from now, if you start a discipline today, your story might be something like this. Um, several years ago, I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good mom. I was pursuing my career more than I was pursuing God. And I told myself that I was doing this for my family, but if I'm being totally honest, um, I was probably doing it for myself. But one day, I started to come home at five. Um, I started to leave my work at the office. Uh, I've, I've, I've got the marriage that I wanted. I've got, I've got kids who know me again. Um, I'm involved in their lives, and, and they in mine. Like, that could be your story if if you'll start a certain discipline today. And for some of you, it, it's more of a story about the way you take care of your body, this temple of the Holy Spirit. You may be able to say several years from now a story like this. Well, it's hard to believe, but a few years ago, I actually weighed 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 70 pounds over what this number is. And it's so amazing because I just I started to eat right. I started exercising. I started whatever. And uh, I feel good about myself. I've got more energy because 
I started this fill-in-the-blank, and I can tell a better story now. So, so let me ask you, based on the story that you know God wants you to tell, um, what do you need to start? What do you need to start? I could tell you about Nehemiah, who had this sweet job in the palace, but God gave him this holy discontent. He couldn't just be happy with this comfortable job with the royals. He saw that God's city, Jerusalem, uh, was in ill repair. The, the walls of the city were in ruins, and he couldn't stand it anymore. But he had to count the costs. It, it came at a cost of, well, starting to act like a leader, uh, uh, it came with the cost of reputational damage. In fact, when he goes to Jerusalem and all the naysayers are out there and they're telling him why he's wrong and why he's being traitorous, he says this in Nehemiah 2.10, I replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will... Sorry, what's that next word? Start rebuilding this wall. What do you need to Start in order to tell the story that God wants you to tell. And here's the key, and I, I don't want you to pick seven or eight things, okay? Because you'll be tempted to do that, but um, the truth is if you do seven or eight or nine things, you're not going to do any things. Uh, ask God to show you one thing today. Commit to one. And, and say, Lord, what discipline... Do I need to start today so that I can tell uh, a better story in the future? Some of you, you might have a deep insecurity. You might have deep shame, uh, addiction. There might be childhood wounds. Uh, and you need to submit yourself to someone else's wisdom. Someone to say, you know, here's the lies that you're believing. Here's what the Bible says. Here's, here's the truth of how to renew your mind. Um, in other words, you need to start counseling, maybe. And you may dis may, maybe you need to start making God's word more of a priority in your life. I, I don't know what it is for you. God will tell you if, if you have the ears to hear, if you seek God. We're going to just um, stop here, and I'm going to come back for, for part two. But as we contemplate, like... What is the story God wants us to tell? Uh, what is a story worth living? I, I know the reason many of us don't start something is because of fear. And I want you to know, folks, fear is not our future. Fear is not our story. Jesus is our story. Faith is our story. Hope is our story. Heartbreak is not your story. Jesus is your story. Even death is not our story. Uh, a new life in Christ is. So let's just take that to God as we sing this. Will you stand with me?